0: Hear now the words of the witches.
1: The secrets we hid in the 90s and aughts. Vintage TV is invoked here. The great work of magic is sought.
0: Bring us your powers, you sisters three. Wait, 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 wait. Are we doing witchcraft?
1: No, bitch, it's a podcast about charm. Okay! (laughs) (laughs) Hi, I'm Mijon Zulu. Hello, I'm Nick Probst. And this is
0: the podcast of shadows
1: so welcome to our podcast about charmed not the not the new charm this is a podcast about the og charm right right
0: right
1: we are not doing any second class you know reboot on the cw because we don't even know what that is like i'm not well i am am a millennial but i'm not one of the new people (laughs) whatever they are.
0: Right. I, I haven't even watched that one. I mean, I'd like to, but this is about the OG late nineties premiere of charm. Mm-hmm. Uh, originally WB show about three young women discovering their magical abilities and fighting evil.
1: Yeah. I mean, three normal gals, but played by very non-normal gals. We had some mega stars <laughs> coming in here. We had Shannon Doherty playing Prue Hallowell, the oldest sister, mm-hmm. uh, You know the name better than I do for this middle one.
0: Holly Marie Combs. Mm -hmm. She plays Piper, the middle sister.
1: And then Alyssa Milano, who plays Phoebe. Yeah, the the plucky younger sister. Mm -hmm. Youngest. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And and these these characters are important because they're three real women. Like, they could be, like, you and me, but we're not related. But, like, as if, like, the three of us, you know, Mm -hmm. the two of us just woke up tomorrow and we had magical powers. Right, yeah. right. Um, and also they're like, but they're like young and sexy and single. Um, so it's like sex in the city meets, um, I, uh, I don't know, The mm-hmm. Craft.
0: The Craft, yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh, that is a perfect way to describe it. <laughs> sex in the city meets The Craft. Set I in it. San. Also I want to live in that reality. <laughs> Me
1: too. <laughs>
0: That's perfect. So yeah, and then we also have some other uh, major characters that are pretty important early on. There's Andy Trudeau. Mm-hmm who is uh, Prue's, the oldest sister's, high school lover. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's kind of back into the fray because he is a police detective mm-hmm. and he is involved in some of these cases that witchcraft may also be
1: involved mm-hmm. in. And then there's Leo, who's a white lighter slash angel. They don't really clear up like what the difference is, but he's kind of an angel for witches. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we learn a lot more about him later on. So, you know, that's just the basic breakdown. So if you get a little confused, just like rewind to this part of the podcast to get the character straight or look it up on Wikipedia, people like this, this day and age, you don't actually need to watch anything. You can just look at the cliff notes, but we're really going to get into like the meat and greed of every episode and why it's so like salivatingly delicious or just ridiculous. (laughs) Absolutely. And you don't have to
0: already uh, be a Charmed fan. If you're just discovering it now for the first time, I hope you listen to this podcast just because we're going to be breaking it down for you and providing a conversation that I'm sure you'll be hungry for if you're watching it for the first time.
1: Yes, yes, yes. Fall in love with Charmed through this podcast. Mm-hmm. So let's, I mean, let's get into it. We've already recorded the uh, the podcast for the pilot. Mm-hmm.
0: And uh, you may notice that it's... Uh, quality is a little bit lower than what we're going to be having because it was hey it was the pilot of the show and also a pilot for us
1: Mm -hmm. it was the pilot of a pilot of a pilot um and um so it's going to be a little different but at the end of the day you know it's beautiful in the way that it's raw and full of energy oh yeah uncooked (laughs) very uncooked okay please enjoy (laughs) Hello, Nick.
0: Hi.
1: How are you today? Good, how are you? I'm good. Um, And welcome to our many listeners. Uh, We know that there are thousands of people who have been dying for us to do this, so we just, we couldn't stop ourselves. We were just like, okay, fine, we'll make a podcast. Um, This really is about something that really matters in the world because these are tough times and in tough times we need magic and right. when we think about magic we think about one of the best examples of that and that was charmed mm-hmm. i mean it was cinematic brilliance
0: mm-hmm. empowering powerful yes. good
1: women first or second. Mm-hmm. Like, i don't know well women centered yeah how did you find Charm?
0: Oh, I found Charmed. Uh, well, it, it, I wasn't watching it when it first premiered, but I found it a few years later uh, when I was in high school and okay. it had been on for a few years uh, okay. because mm-hmm. I would come home after school and there would be this programming block on TBS that would play reruns of Gilmore Girls followed by Charm. Charm was at five o'clock and mm-hmm. I. Loved watching it. It was great. I got really into it, watching the reruns, and then I caught up all the way to new episodes, and I loved it and watched it till the end.
1: Oh, okay. So you were watching reruns while it was still on air, and then you switched to the, the live thing.
0: Right, right, when I had caught
1: okay. up. Okay, yeah. No, totally makes sense. But I have one of those childhoods where so many things happen that it's kind of like blacking out and then sort of remembering like a couple things that happened.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, like I used to live in Zimbabwe and I would travel back and forth in the United States. So wow. all of my TV experiences are very concentrated to like what was going on in the summer. So mm-hmm. I was probably watching charmed reruns growing up as opposed Ooh. to watching it live. Um, But like every time that I was in the States, I was just obsessed and it was just one of the best things ever. I never knew where I was in the storyline because I'd always just pick up where I left off. And, and I also never knew if it was like a new episode or if it was, well, I mean, I guess I'm sure sometimes it must've been a new episode, but like when I was doing my research on the WB itself, like I was very confused. I was like, oh, this was like Monday night TV. Like, oh, I thought this was like Friday. Um so, I mean, it. looking into it, like, I wasn't really aware of what was going on. All I knew is that, like, this thing was on TV, and it was one of the best things I'd ever Oh, yeah. Um,
0: so, did you um, originally watch it kind of a lot of Out of Order, is what you're yes. saying? Gotcha.
1: Yes, but I remember the first season, mm-hmm. which is strange. So, I must have been around when it first came out. I um I was, like, 10 at the time, because... Uh, or maybe I was just an infantile baby and I'm like 19 right now. Who knows? <laughs> um, but um, um, I found some very interesting information about the WB. Did you know, know. that the WB was originally, um, it, it didn't exist. It came out of nowhere, literally. Right. Um and it was, uh, it started in 1995, and I believe Charm started in 1998. And the WB was originally a pro, like, a TV channel that was around, like, ethnic TV shows, like Black people. Oh, shows. I didn't realize that.
0: Yeah.
1: Huh. I know, and this gets really confusing because in my memory, like, the UPN was more like Black TV shows. Yeah. Or, like. Right. Okay, but that was like a couple years later when it first started. Like all the black TV shows, I guess were on the WB. Because what happened was Sister Sister was on another TV show, and then they got canceled, and then they moved to the WB as one of ah, its like inaugural programs. They picked it up later. Gotcha. Yeah. So like Tina and Tamara like were mm-hmm. partially to the WB, like not canceling their series for good. Yeah. Um, also, the Wayans Brothers TV show was on the WB. I and it sure. started there. Um, also, the Jamie Foxx show and Steve Harvey. <laughs> so all wow. this, like, That's
0: a lot right away for them, yeah.
1: Also, like heavyweights now. Like, look at these people's careers. That, like, seemingly, I mean, if the WB didn't exist, we wouldn't have Katie Holmes and Jamie Foxx like breaking up Tom and Kate's marriage. Like that right, just wouldn't right.
0: happen. <laughs> we, yeah, they wouldn't have the got w- that start at that time.
1: Yeah, and if the WB didn't exist, Steve Harvey would never have made that ex- like that mistake and like angered the uh, audience.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh god! No, what, was that? What, what, what was that? That he announced the wrong winner.
1: Who's Miss Philippines?
0: Oh, that's right. Oh my god! god how embarrassing! Oh, jeez. I know. I still shocking. hear jokes about that sometimes about yeah. him. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <No, laughs> so then, along came Buffy. Yeah. That and really Buffy was the name of that network. Yeah. Yeah. So apparently Seventh Heaven happened before Buffy, but it was a modest hit. But then they tried Buffy and it was a huge success. And it Be was fair. it yeah. was actually a show. Oh. Buffy was started to kind of battle against 90210 that was still on Fox. And at this ah. point, Shannon Doherty had already been kicked off 90210. Ah, I see. I mean, shocker! She was only on Nine Hundred Two and Zero for four seasons. This is her M.O. She starts hits and then right. pieces out. Right, anyway, right. Then this is how you know Charn was going to be a hit because Shannon Doherty was on it. Because Shannon just, Doherty was in it. And then left, three years
0: and left. So <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> like, literally just left Nine Hundred Two and Zero. Buffy becomes a Super Smash success mm-hmm. on the WB. Now the WB is like, okay, we're going to go after the teen market. Screw black people. That's not working out for I. Um, <laughs> I mean that's. This is the world. This is the world we live in. Um, anyway, so then they, so then they say, "Screw that." Then they launch um, Dawson's Creek
0: or Sexy Teens,
1: and um, and then also Felicity.
0: Oh, I remember that. Yeah,
1: yeah, and that started at the round around the same time as Charmed. So gotcha. this is like the WB. Putting a statement on who they are as a television show. Yeah, this is why definitely. Charmed is so enormous. And the premiere of Charmed had something like seven or eight million viewers. Whoa. It was the biggest premiere of the like of the network. That's like that, enormous. it was of all the shows they did, including Buffy. This was the biggest debut of their work Jeez. to that date at the time. That's huge. Only three years old, and that did not get beat. This was in 1998. This did not get Mm. beat until Smallville premiered in 2001.
0: Also WB.
1: Yeah, also WB. No, so that, I'm sorry, this, I'm just talking about WB stats, not other TV, not other stations. So I just want to, I mean, the TV show Charmed was like, it was a game changer. Like they literally, like, they literally like came straight out the bats. We are a hit TV show. We have this new premise on witchcraft, blah blah blah. Uh, we have Shannon Doherty from 90210. <laughs> she's a star. And then the game changer was Alyssa Milano, who was not originally cast as Phoebe.
0: Oh shit. Was she someone else okay. or a different actress was going to be
1: Phoebe? A different actress was going to be Phoebe. I did some uh, research on this. Um, her name Her <laughs> name was Lori. Um, I looked at her IMDb, poor Lori, um, God rest her, I mean, she's still alive. Jesus. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, um, Lori did not do a lot, like, like, Lori's career did not happen, did not go the same way as everyone else's on the show. Mm. Um, so unfortunately, that was, this was not the show that became her greatest success, nor was it a, something that helped her along the way. It just it just was not. Lori was just kind of the one she was she was Phoebe's character for the Uh pilot. Then apparently she left the show.
0: Oh sure. Yeah. More like get out.
1: (laughs) I know. Leave our show. And I kind of feel like not gonna lie, if you watch the pilot, there are a couple moments where in watching the pilot, I kind of feel I kind of feel her different take. And it hmm. was very much so like le- a very under sexualized Phoebe. Um, uh. And, and, and apparently one of the articles that I read said that she may have left because of religious differences or something like that. And I feel like that is code for, um,
0: she didn't want to be a sexual character.
1: Yeah. yeah. I, I, her name was Lori Rom. Her name was Lori Rom. Okay. And uh, she is still acting. She was on NCIS very recently. Good for her. As someone who I don't know. Um, she's done some TV film stuff. She did some voices on video games. but okay. You know, she's just been a recurring role kind of gal.
0: Gotcha. Okay.
1: Yeah. So she they wanted funny, a star... But-
0: she would do well, yeah. Uh, and Alyssa Milano is a better choice in that regard to like stack up the cast a bit. But it's funny yeah. that if it's if it really was like religious differences for not wanting to be sexual, why is she doing a witchcraft show? I know, and <laughs> that's the like, like, reason.
1: How do you film the pilot? Yeah. I
0: I, I, I was film. with you with the FMAs, I was with you with the scrying, I was with you with the demons, but wear a midriff bearing <laughs> shirt? Absolutely
1: not. <laughs> If you look at the way that they're dressed in the pilot, you'll oh. see that, like, there is, like, the boobs are hidden. And, um, oh, this is so crazy to look at. It's so crazy because it's the same episode. So, and, and honestly, like, this, this episode of our podcast is about the pilot, but there's actually a pilot before the pilot.
0: And I had the no idea, ass. I, I really yeah. want to see it.
1: And then they, I know, you have to go onto to YouTube. Um, if we, um, you know, eventually I'll post some links to the <laughs> anyway, No, but, okay. So basically what happened was they shot the pilot and then they The recast- guy that plays Andy, who is Shannon Doherty, Prue's, like, love interest, was yeah. also some other guy. And then he was recast as the guy that eventually ends up playing him for, like, just one season. Because, you know, you know, a little surprise, Andy dies. Um yeah. But, um, and then what's super funny as well is that, like, a lot of the cast from the first season is are actually people who tried out for Andy.
0: Oh, interesting.
1: Yeah, so, like, the black guy that's their friend, whose name I can't remember. Anyway, um,
0: he Daryl? also
1: tried out for Andy. Daryl, the guy that plays Daryl also tried out for Andy.
0: I see. And so, Okay, and then, so, like, all these men were like, we like you, but not for that part.
1: But we'll give you something. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, and then Pooh has a love interest like later on in the series, um, who's mm-hmm. like a a convict who comes back. He comes in for two episodes, mm-hmm. um, and he he also tried out for Andy. So this this I see the use. And what's cool is the pilot actually was just partially reshot. So all of the scenes with uh, Piper and her boyfriend are still in the show. They oh, just had to. Sure. Re- yeah, they just had to reshoot everything else because there was a new sister and a new age. Watch Alyssa, I
0: guess. So oh, like this,
1: yeah, so the scene that opens the entire show, just to actually get mm. to the episode, is the same. So, we, you know, we, we. this is the biggest show that the WB is ever trying to achieve. They put mm-hmm. some stars into it. We get started. There's a blonde woman. She's in her house alone. It basically looks like a scary movie.
0: Yeah, big
1: time. And I wondered, had Screen come out already?
0: Uh, I'm thinking it must have.
1: Because I feel like it's when they filmed it. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like, oh, 96. Okay. So there's a, um, so I feel like they film this and they're very aware of what like a scary movie is supposed to look like, right? A woman yeah. alone at home, something's going on and there's a killer yeah. look. Like we've, we've already, we're already, we already know this. Trend, we're familiar right? with that. Yeah. Yeah. um And so we get in there, and all of that, that whole way that they shot that is the same in both pilots.
0: I see. That, yeah, because, like, why spend money reshooting everything?
1: I know. I almost feel lied to, but at the same time, like, I'm okay with it. Anyway, so what's interesting about this opening scene, though, is that um this woman is in her house. She's alone. She has a cat, because witches have cats, obviously. Um, <laughs> And um, she gets killed.
0: Yep. It's sad.
1: And we don't know why. Oh, and she knows the killer.
0: Right. She recognized him. He's in her life. Like most predators.
1: Yeah. And then she gets killed with a very sharp object. Blackout. And then we see regular, everyday people. And then what I think is really interesting about this, though, is that the premise of charmed is actually the same as Buffy the Vampire Slayer.
0: As in a powerful woman defeating like demons or evil. Or even and, further?
1: No, that and then it's taken a step further. It's well, I mean it's it's like multiple people have powers, but like initially in Buffy it's like just Buffy and Vampires, right? But yeah. she's a normal girl. So yeah. the premise of Buffy is the same as the premise of charmed, only it's a group of people.
0: Uh-huh. Rather than one. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So the whole first episode is like, we're just normal gals, you know? Our grandma <laughs> died. And um Exposition, exposition,
0: uh, we're sisters. Yeah.
1: We're sisters and um uh you know, stuff's going down. Um and then what what is it what happens next? I can't remember. Because I watched both pilots, so, like, they're, mm-hmm. like, very fresh in my brain. Yeah. Um, so we continue
0: to learn, like, who everyone is, that Prue is mad at Phoebe, and it's because, like, she was flirting with her fiancé, and then she broke <laughs> up with him. So we're just, we learn more about who they are. And then uh, we get another crime scene, or, or it's the same crime scene, and the Andy is explaining to Daryl, well, yeah, it's a witchcraft item. And he's like, what? And then, yeah, I'm trying to remember. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I'm trying to remember when they, how long it is until they start exhibiting their powers because Phoebe finds the book and that's after the crime scene.
1: Okay. Yeah. So, okay. So then Daryl and Daryl and Andy Trudeau are having also these names, God bless their heart, Andrew mm-hmm. Trudeau and Daryl, a black man named Daryl. I mean, I guess that is kind of stereotypical, but it seems like something from the office or like yeah. family guy. Anyway, <laughs> um, so what happens is we have the opening scene with the sisters. They get into an argument because they find out that like Phoebe's moving home. And mm-hmm. then um Phoebe says, a line that I think is just, it's such a gem. Never touched Roger. Can you hear this? Yeah. You, know, you think otherwise because that's what that Armani wearing Chardonnay slugging trust funder told you. Right? Drag him. That, Ar- that Armani wearing trust fund slugging. <laughs> okay. Now, this premise is so ridiculous. Her fiance apparently said that he slept with her sister, and so she broke up with him. Mm -hmm. Why would you say... Why would a man say that?
0: Right, right, right. right. And and Phoebe's like, no, we didn't. And Richard is like, yeah, huh, we fucked. And it's like, what... (laughs) are you are you gaslighting Prue? Are you pushing her away so she will break up with you? But then if that's the case it doesn't make sense because later on he's like pleading with her or like not pleading with her but like yeah. doesn't want to break up. So it's like yeah. what 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 is going on here? Yeah, it doesn't yeah. And I think I think that honestly is just like it's a bad writing moment because mm. I think they they wanted Prue and Phoebe to not get along because they needed sister conflict so that the witchcraft powers thing would bring them together, but they didn't know how. So they kind of invented this reason why. And, yeah. And it doesn't really hold up when you think about it, yeah.
1: Yeah, and and the other thing is, like, okay, yes, he may have wanted to get rid of her as a Mm fiancé, but, like, that doesn't make sense if he wanted to keep her at the museum so that she would do all the work for him. Right. As if, like, getting rid of her, breaking up the engagement would give her an incentive to stay at the museum.
0: Right, right. As if they're not linked in that way. Like, that doesn't make sense.
1: Yeah, so, so. It's, it's it's definitely, like, a bad writing moment on the part of, uh, uh, unfortunately, Constance Burgess, who is the creator of the show.
0: Are you did
1: um, who's a lovely gal? Um, mm-hmm. We've talked about her in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, she did not like the idea of traditional witchcraft, so she started to investigate some Wicca, mm-hmm. which is, um, you know, the North American equivalent of trying to. I mean, I feel like it's a lot of people who got were like in Dungeons and Dragons. They're like, now nah, we're going to do this ish for. Real, so just kidding. Um, that's, that's really rude. No, Wicca is a very serious and real religion. um But um, Wicca, Wicca is real. People are Wiccans. Yeah. And they do it all all over Absolutely. the world, and I I think it's lovely. um You know, I may have I may have liked a little Wicca in the past myself. You know, it was.
0: And I think yeah really interesting precepts to it. Like I, I enjoy like as far as religions go, and I'm not religious at all, but. As far as they go, I think I appreciate that it's, like, more tied to nature and things like that. I think that's cool.
1: This show is very Wiccan. So what I do yeah. remember from my Wiccan ways is that they always used to say that whatever you do uh, that's good comes back to you times three. Whatever bad you do comes back to you times three. So mm-hmm. the so the premise of this show is that um, – and also, interesting little tidbit, uh, Phoebe's line is um, also – a true witch is a good witch. Warlocks are evil witches, regardless of gender, and their their purpose is to go around and steal. Um, is to their a warlock's purpose is to kill witches and steal their powers. Uh, that's the line from the pilot before the actual pilot. Right. In the pilot that aired on TV, um, the language changes that. Um, all witches are good witches and then warlocks are evil and um they want to steal power so they kind of drop they kind of drop they say warlocks or bad witches uh-huh. but not that bad witch warlocks so this 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 question as to what a warlock is still reigns true and we've talked right. about this before
0: it's, like, it's almost intentionally vague
1: i feel like
0: um but also what are they Yeah, it doesn't, it's not clear. (laughs) Um, And also saying, saying bad witch isn't super clear either. I think they mean to say evil witch, but uh, that's, I mean, it's, it's still unclear.
1: Yeah. um, So very, very unclear. But um, yeah. So anyway, so Roger is just... I mean, it's it's actually kind of like a very vicious pilot because we uh-huh. set up these storylines with people that they just get rid of immediately. Uh-huh. So, like, Roger is a one-episode wonder. I don't remember him being in the rest of the show. Uh-huh. Though, I will say that Roger went on to have a very, very successful career. Um, Roger, uh-huh. and this is another thing that we need to be on the lookout for. Uh-huh. So, basically... I don't know what the rules are were back then between Astra and SAG. And maybe SAG was more feature film and Astra was more soap opera. And maybe that huh. included, like, everything that was on TV. Um, uh, but what I noticed was that the people on Charmed are so hot. Like, you don't just, like, run into a man at the grocery store who's, yeah. like, your, your average Joe. You That's run right. into a hunk with, like, Big shoulders and beautiful eyes. And, like, (laughs) you know the abs are there. You just know that they're there. (laughs) So um, what's really interesting is that uh, both Roger and um, the other guy um, came from soaps.
0: Yeah, they have a very soap look to them, for sure. Yeah. Uh it's yeah. it's very, very clear.
1: Yeah, and on and technically so did everyone else on charmed. Alyssa Milano was yeah. on Melrose Place before this, and right. Shannon was on 9020, which is like, you know, TV slash soap, whatever. yeah, um, yeah prime time but, soaps, yeah. So Roger is also is famously known and uh, uh is it one life to live or is it as the world turns? <laughs> um <laughs> i wrote I wrote a note about this last night. I lost it. It's not that important, but basically we're looking at like a soap opera legend here, and he's yeah. on charmed, and this is why this this episode is just so monumental and magical because <laughs> literally we have like the creme de la creme here like he's literally he was on that show like three or four times the soap opera, yeah, and he just got back on it
0: huh. <laughs> He's, like, graduating.
1: Live live from Wikipedia, this dude literally just got back on TV on a soap that he's been on for generations, like, years. Oh it's, it's um, and I think it's, like, the oldest soap. It's been around for, like, 60 years, like, six decades. Ugh. I'm sure, I think it's It's probably as the world turns. I can't find yeah. this note, but whatever. Um, anyway, so, they, and Chef Moore, also, another Lori, kind of, he's been on everything. Like, literally, mm-hmm. he's been on everything. He's been on Parenthood. He's been on NCIS this, Law & Order that. He's a detective. He's a house wow. nice boy. He's a doorkeeper. Like, All with, like, that had... weird
0: French accent.
1: Oh, no, no, no. Oh, my God. Thank God. Because I was rewatching it this morning. That is one of the most atrocious French accents <laughs> I've ever seen. And also, have you ever met a French person whose name is Moore?
0: Yeah. Uh-huh.
1: Chef Moore. French accent. Uh, and, I mean, like, look. I work at ABCV. My uh-huh. uh, and uh, uh, Jean George von Fungorichten. Mm-hmm. is from Alsace. He has a German last name, but his French his first name is French. There is no one in this in the in this in the cooking industry that's French whose last name is more. And uh, maybe I will have to change <laughs> my words, but I just don't think that that's possible.
0: No, not at all. It's by marriage or something. I don't know. <laughs>
1: Wait. So he took his he took his husband's name. That's, this yeah. Is, this there is the we game. go.
0: <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love
1: it. Before gay marriage was legal, this is they civil partnership in San Francisco of all places. Yeah. Right?
0: Very progressive.
1: Okay. Okay. So we're okay. So where are we? So Roger is this guy. He you know. Very sloppily tries to use Shannon Doherty. Oh, but this—oh um, crap—we forgot the other part where they actually get their powers.
0: Oh right, yeah, because well, Phoebe finds the book first, right?
1: Well, yeah, they do. They're on the Ouija board.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Spirit um, board, as they call it in this freaking show.
1: Yeah, and if you look at the photos that I found of the pilot, again, you can see that, like, in the, in the pilot that aired. Alyssa Milano, halter top, night and, like, you know, like, little little bit of, like, you know, like, pants. And then yeah. Shannon Doherty is also in a situation with, yeah. like, a spaghetti strap, and yeah. she's wearing, like, silk, like, stuff. And then poor Holly Marie is just very, very, you know, innocently dressed. Put her in uh, a
0: denim jacket.
1: <laughs> literally. But then, of course, in the, like, pilot to the pilot, they're, like, their their bodies are covered. So, clearly... Yeah. As and as I think that the underlying like the undercurrent of all of the first couple seasons is like if Alyssa shows some skin, does Shannon Doherty?
0: Yep. I think a big part of it too probably was like, okay, we like this pilot, we're going to give you a season, but recast her and it, it's got to be sexier. Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah. Okay. And the pilot is sexier. Alyssa Milano yeah. is very warm on screen. And mm-hmm. uh, both her and Shannon Doherty's boobs are everywhere. And they are, you know... Oh, well, I was just going to okay.
0: ask, is it between the pilot and the first episode, mm-hmm. is as much of the dialogue sexual? Because they, like, talk about sex and, like, you know... Surprisingly just...
1: so. And I mean, obviously ah. like sex is something here that they kind of play with. Like they'll in one episode they'll sound really sexy and then in another they won't. Mm-hmm. So for instance, in the very first episode, um, while they're while they're doing the Ouija board, Piper, who's the like very demure one, mm-hmm. um, she she says that when uh when her boyfriend starts talking about food it makes her it like She's like, it makes me so hot or something like that. There's a line like that, which is very Mm -hmm. weird because Piper basically doesn't want to have sex with anyone besides Leo. Um, And, and then um, Piper asked the Ouija board if her sister, if Prue will have sex with anyone besides. Roger. And then, um, and then like Phoebe's like, that's so gross. But, oh, I hope so. (laughs) <laughs> so the language is there, um, yeah. and also, okay. also the chemistry is very palpable. Like that hospital scene after um, after Alyssa Milano falls, it's very soap opera because they're both smiling and they look up and down really quickly. Yeah, and you could, they're and checking each other out, and they're just like, they're just I'm just a little hi. Oh, well it's can I, can I buy you a cup of coffee? You know, like, right. Oh, da, da, da. so like the, it's, it's, it's like, it's, it's like bubbling underneath the surface of everything.
0: Right. But very present, very hinted at, but coming on very strong. Anyways, so they get
1: their powers because Phoebe goes upstairs. She finds the spell book, which fun fact is the most expensive prop on the show. Yeah. Cause every single page was done by hand. That's amazing. Um, I know, right? It's beautiful. It's calligraphy. An artist made a lot of money from that. If that was the most yeah. expensive thing on the show, That's uh, true. and apparently it weighed ten pounds, it was pretty heavy. Um. Uh, as book. I know. Um, so they get the the. Phoebe finds the spell. She says it. And You'd think that they'd have to like you know find some incense or something or light a yeah. candle, do some sort come.
0: of like spell together. Nope. <laughs>
1: No, no, and it's like, it's the power of three, but it's just like, you can bind it with one person. Anyway, very strange. Yeah. Um, so they get their powers. The next day, shit breaks loose. You know, uh, Piper freezes Chef Moore and his terrible accent and then mm-hmm. puts wine onto the, the piece of food. But I watched that scene again. I didn't see a single drop drop from that little squisher. And right. maybe it's because they were doing like this, you know, that kind of weird CGI type of thing where like she takes the dropper and she puts it over the food but, and then he's still there, but he's not there. Right. <laughs> but, but, I but, think that's probably uh, it. Right. But literally, not a drop. Not a single drop drops from that little Because it
0: was good enough without it. That was inside yeah. her all along.
1: I mean, but you'd think that the cameraman could have just gone behind her while she drifts it and then cuts back, but instead, like, she's there, and you don't see anything drop. So anyway, it's very strange. Um, So Piper freezes Chef Moore, but she gets her job at the restaurant from Mm -hmm. Jeremy's Port, which it gave her. Um, True doesn't know that she spills ink on Roger when she quits, and then um, Phoebe gets a premonition and saves some boys from dying.
0: From a a bike
1: crash. Bike crash accident, yeah. (laughs)
0: Yeah. yeah. And that's how we oh. see it happen. And then how soon is it that they confront each other about their powers? I'm trying to remember.
1: Almost immediately because Phoebe yeah. falls off the bike and then uh Prue picks her up yeah. and then Prue while they're at the cafe, um Prue moves the oh, coffee. Wait.
0: That's right. And they're they are pretty soon at a drugstore and uh she realizes, like, Phoebe prods her that her trigger is her anger. Yeah. And she, like, brings up her dad, and then she makes all the shit fall off the shelves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right.
1: And, like, Piper's trigger is fear.
0: Yeah. Just
1: like, ah! Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I guess Phoebe's is worry. No, Phoebe's <laughs> yeah. is, like, literally... Phoebe's is, like, touch. Like, don't touch me. Uh-oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which must make it really funny like what if she like had trouble having sex after getting these powers like you know like oh i can't i can't like right. don't, don't, don't kiss me she'll have premonitions cry. of
0: the of the guy she's having sex with dying yeah she has to tell him while they're doing oh. it
1: oh god that must be just so bad anyway that's i mean i guess that's part part of the problems with their powers and probably why they had like they they start to give her other powers as time goes by um yeah uh Anyway, so they get their powers, and then, I don't, I can't remember what happens, but um, Piper, Piper for some reason isn't around, so they go home, and uh, Piper's on a date with Jeremy, who turns out to be the warlock who's killing everyone, because of course, on a TV show, you know, anyone that's new, and especially in this situation, everyone that's new, everyone is either a hero or a villain immediately.
0: <laughs>
1: oh my, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so he tries to kill her. She freezes him in an yeah. elevator. Same mm-hmm. shots, same exact shots from the from the pilot for the pilot as well. So I see. use that footage, yeah. um, and then she freezes him in the elevator. Interesting question. So they're in an elevator in a building that's kind of under construction or like is being Uh redone. So the elevator isn't fully enclosed. Now, if you watch the scene closely, while they're speaking, they move, they move, they move, and there's light that's brushing over the tops of their faces. Uh Then he tries to kill her and she freezes him. And what's really unclear is, and this is typically true, when Piper freezes people in this TV show, it usually is only within, like, the room that she's in. So if she's outside, yeah. she freezes everything. If she's inside, she freezes that room. So someone can still walk in. Yeah. But if she's in an elevator...
0: <laughs> right. That's not fully enclosed.
1: Did she freeze the elevator, or did she just freeze him?
0: Right. Because, like, were they at their destination already? The doors just hadn't opened up yet. Yeah. <laughs> oh. but you, and you, that's a freeze, too. Yeah. So... Yeah, that's unclear. And, like, she doesn't know what's going on. Like, she doesn't know the extent of her powers at all yet. So, yeah.
1: Yeah, and it, she, she's supposed to be able to stop time. I guess this is the problematic thing about her power. Because, technically, if you stop time, you stop all time. You can't just stop, you know, a room.
0: Moments like, of time. Yeah.
1: Like, literally, that that creates, like, a, a hole in the universe. Like, how, how is... This room, Yeah. Ahead of... The yeah, they room, don't you you know, explore.
0: Like, she's just freezing pockets of time for certain things or certain people. Yeah, so they never tell into really that, that. You
1: know?
0: Well, later on, she speeds up time, and that's how they explain it uh, when she gets her exploding power in a few years. Oh. That's like, that's like uh, she's doing the same kind of thing, like how she freezes micro moments of time. She now is able to speed them up, which, like, creates an explosion which it's a little unclear <laughs> how that I mean, Basically, works you're too. telling me it's
1: like she's doing like nuclear fusion. Um, <laughs> yeah,
0: essentially.
1: Okay, that makes no sense.
0: Um, she's speeding up molecules. I don't know.
1: I know, very strange. Um, and then what's interesting is, Okay, so that, that little plot hole is weird, but she hits him uh. in the face after he wakes up and she runs away. They go home and they cast their first spell to get rid of him because mm-hmm. they know that he's the devil. <laughs> um, and, um, and then, but they do it in a weird way. She puts a rose onto a doll. So this is really voodoo, this isn't even really witchcraft. Right, I would right, say. right. And then the rose itself comes out of him, but it doesn't kill him.
0: Right, the thorns.
1: Uh Uh-huh. He's still okay. (laughs) Yeah, and... slowed down? (laughs) The way they kill him, is just like, I guess it's just they have to kill him somehow. So they're just trying to, like, play around with what it is. Because later on in the show, they actually have to write, like, specific spells for specific demons. Like, there's not a one-size-fits-all. But, like, what ends up happening in this show, in this episode, is literally they say the power... They say the spell that, like, invokes their power.
0: The power three will set us free?
1: Yeah. And it, and that's which, all. That's enough to kill this demon.
0: Which they use at some other points too. So it's it's it is unclear about like why didn't they just use that all the time if it's so powerful? Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm interested to hear like specific theories on why that works and why they don't do it every time. <laughs>
1: And and also like the premise of the show, I mean, as much as I, I mean, I do respect and honor everything that's on this thing. But mm-hmm. I do have to say, like, it's pretty dumb that like the warlock killed that like really nice lady at the beginning just so that he could light his fingers on fire like a like literally like just like, a five like, vippo, like, like a what did you say, Vipo? Like the thing that like you use to light your yeah. stove. A little
0: a little bit lighter. Yeah. <laughs> like the cigar lighter. Unless, you can, and got five unless you
1: can make a <laughs> Can I can light like, candles really make... good now. I'm glad I killed that woman. But, but literally, like that is the moment. are she, like, she's like, but why do you kill them? And he's like, so I can have their powers. And their five fingers and flames. And I'm like, and maybe it was the budget thing, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but still, like, why would you kill someone just for that? And like, if mm-hmm. if that was like your sole purpose in life, like, wouldn't you get bored after a while? Because uh, like, Jeremy has a lot of different powers, like I mean, yeah. I guess maybe he maybe he can like he can he lights a fire around them, which might be that same power, he can make the wind blow, which he does mm-hmm. before they kill him, but here's the other kicker, so when they when Jeremy comes and he has like the thorns coming out of his face, but he's trying to kill right. them, he comes into the house and he's like slowly stalking them like a mad murderer <laughs> um but uh. They go upstairs and they put things in front of the door, and he says, "You think this can keep me out and he literally lists everything that they put in front of the door as if he could see through the door,
0: uh-huh
1: and then he moves them one by one without seeing them away uh-huh. from the door and then explodes the door, yeah. Why would you need more powers than that? I mean, he already has telekinesis, yeah, that's so a his lot. powers are, like, boring. He can yeah, make yeah. things explode, he can he's throw high, fire, right? and he Morning has control weather. over the wind.
0: Yeah, that's a lot. But he wants I more. Mean, he's hungry for I more. Mean, he I wants to be able going. to see the future. <laughs> but yeah, he already has Wait, telekinesis, so like, why would he need to kill Prue to have double telekinesis? If,
1: it's like greed. I mean, maybe you get it's more power. Yeah, the pa- power of the. I'm trying to see if I can find this. Because he's like, you think, you think i will bored. <laughs> yeah. Um, It's just, it's strange. It's. Um. Oh, I know. That's not it. Okay. Anyway, so what were, what were you going to say? Sorry. Oh,
0: no. Just that, like, why would why would he, if, especially if he already has telekinesis, what does he need that for? Like,
1: I don't know.
0: For Prue, he can't get double telekinesis, can he?
1: Yeah, I think it's just an exposition moment because he moves all that stuff out of the way. He says that there are thousands more of us. Well, you can yeah. never hide. You'll never win. Blah, blah, blah. So basically, he just goes inside of the room to explain like that this will continue. <laughs> it's right, very safe. Not- like, yeah, it's very much like the inaugural episode of Shira where um like she wins a battle but Skeletor runs away and so she's like mm-hmm. I can't stay in Eternia. I have to go back to my world. Okay, literally listen to this guy. He says <laughs> So they put this up in front of the door. Ha uh-huh. ha You think a chair could stop me? (laughs) You don't think a dresser could stop me? Then he moves the ski, which he doesn't. But literally, he moves it away from the door in the way that it's been placed in front of the door. Which means (laughs) that he literally can see everywhere. He is omnipresent.
0: Right. He could
1: kill them from outside. Yeah. He could have taken them for the night. like, or I don't know, I mean, maybe he can't, pre- he could suspend them in the air.
0: Yeah. So then he's an idiot then, right? Exactly. He, doesn't, he doesn't understand even himself, the full capability of his powers. So he, so he, in right. that way, he deserved to be taken down by the Charm Ones because like, damn, how are you going to collect all these powers and you can't even keep them all straight? You can't even, yeah. So I guess he's so stupid. He deserves to die in the pilot because otherwise he'd be an amazing main villain.
1: I mean, I'm shook. So usually, they have to write a power to defeat someone who's, you know, very. They have to write a spell. Sorry, they have to write a spell to defeat someone who's really powerful. But in this Mm -hmm. case, this dude has all the powers, and they can just like throw them away with like by invoking their power, which is Mm -hmm. shocking. I mean, good for them for like
0: figuring it out, being so mismatched, and on their first day. (laughs) Beginners'
1: luck. Beginners' luck. We'll say it's (laughs) beginners' luck. I'm going to say that every time that they vanquish a demon, I'm I'm always surprised. I didn't mm-hmm. see it coming, and I expected that one day they would lose.
0: I'm surprised that they remained alive for as long as they did, but well, but I guess Prue dies. So
1: Prue's not going to die. That couldn't happen. Prue's the most powerful witch. This that's well not now. We don't know but that. Later. Yeah. Well,
0: this is the pilot.
1: <laughs> who knows? Who knows what could happen? Maybe it might get canceled. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, so. So they, they, they vanquish the demon, all's well that mm. ends well. The next morning, Pooh picks up the newspaper. And what, you know, is a casual morning outfit for no one. Um, <laughs> I mean, her hair is perfect. <laughs> I mean, oh, literally, yeah. the papers like just gotten dropped off. Usually, that happens at like five or six in the morning, and yet it's bright yeah, sunny. You know, right? Yeah, and she already her hair is already dyed, and it's perfect. Not a not a stray hair in sight. She's wearing nope. a gorgeously like a beautiful, well fit uh, red t shirt. Of course, you know all of that is just an company. unbroken
0: part of their powers. That's just yeah. That's part of their magic that like everyday life just seems to be a little bit perfect. And
1: yeah, <laughs> I mean, it feels like Saturday morning to be honest, but um, yeah. anyway, so she's wearing a pair of like tight knit capris. Andy to Joe pops by to say, I don't know. He he's stopping by under the premise of like wanting to see proof. Mm. in the pilot. He stops by because apparently he heard a commotion last night.
0: Ooh. Um, And I think we heard a commotion, but no cops or anything came by, even though there was, like, screaming and yelling and furniture being thrown around, fire, wind.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Mind you, this, (laughs) this, like, never happens again. The Hallowells, like, never again do you hear the neighbors, like, calling the police. Yeah, what on earth?
0: That's so true. I never even thought about that, that there's this, like, Crazy house for all this there's always explosions and shit and they nobody ever comes to check on them. Like I
1: mean hey, could you guys they, keep it down? <laughs> they break those window and that furniture in the upstairs attic so many times. Oh, and yeah. yet and yet the neighbors never complain and they never and it's never dirty up there. It's always like really well spaced. Yeah. And then so anyway, so Pooh looks gorgeous. He stops by. The sexual tension is off the chain. Whoa. Um and then um, Andy's there. He notices the cat is the same cat that was there in the mm-hmm. pilot. He's like, wait, is that your cat? And so he like, he knows. And then crew says in the, sorry, in the original pilot, crew's like, I think Andy knows about this. And they're like, no, he doesn't like, ha 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 ha. Um, but in the pilot to the pilot, um, I think I sent you a photo of this. Um, it's like the last photo that I sent. you'll notice mm-hmm. that Lori is not really dressed very like you know like she doesn't compete with shannon doherty actually none of them really compete with each other Lori's wearing a jacket a shirt and pants she's um, in like a denim tuxedo yeah everyone's wearing (laughs) like jackets and pants and stuff whereas in the actual tv show it's like t-shirt with a nicely well-supported bra tight tight Freeze. And then Alyssa Milano steps out with the cat in her arms. Alyssa Milano, in the actual pilot, sorry, the pilot that aired, steps out in a low cut. I mean, I would I don't understand how you work out in this. It's a low cut, like <laughs> spandex thing. So like your mm-hmm. your boobs are showing, but and it's and it's of course I think it's like another halter. Right. And um and then she's wearing like biking shorts.
0: She's about to go for a run. I don't know. <laughs> I'm sure that led to the tension. But they were certainly, yeah, I mean, it's absolutely a shameless, like, let's sex it up kind of angle.
1: Oh, yeah. Charmed was, and here's the thing. I I, I look at this show as, like, empowering for women. You know, the heroes are women. You know? Yeah.
0: And yeah, in many ways it is, but it's, like, on men's terms.
1: Yeah, and I think that's, that's, and I do think that this is problematic in the show. Um, I know Mm. that Constance Burgess was the writer when it first started, but she ends up leaving the show after about two seasons or so. Um, Uh, Wow. And apparently one of the arguments were, was that she didn't feel like Phoebe should have her own love interest. That's weird. She felt like, she felt like Piper's storyline was enough. Um, and I do think that maybe, maybe, maybe if, and what, after that, um, a male, right, a male writer takes over the show mm. as the show okay. So I do think that, you know, Constance was definitely running up into some sort of, um, she was running up against some tension, you know, yeah. like she wants to write this show. It's about sisterhood, you know? Sure, like it seems like they're competing over a guy. Actually, they do that a lot in these TV shows. In the show. <laughs> but, uh, but like at the core, it's about sisterhood. And and then I think that there are these big sh- these guys out there who are like, no, it's about Shannon Doherty and Alyssa's cleavage and, um, <laughs> uh, who they sleep with, you know, like, right.
0: Yeah. I, 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 there's an uncomfortable amount of time spent on that and, like, in their competition, which I guess, like, the conflict of that is going to feel like movement for the show, but, uh, right. I mean, it shines best when it resolves, so maybe it's just, like, it's a cycle that the show feels like it has to go through, but, hey, it carried it for a while, so I guess that's that's just well, how they chose to go.
1: Well, yeah and i only say this cuz like you know people talk about how frozen was like so groundbreaking for women that like two sisters were in it a, in it a, it's about two sisters but they're not fighting over some dude and yeah yeah i'm ever since hearing that i was like oh my god i'm so present to that now like yeah is this like a familiar trope that happens like is it are women always just fighting over men
0: right yeah i mean and that's and, yeah, in a similar sense, I now, like, look through that lens when I'm consuming media that is, like, female-driven or, or female-led. Um, and, like, the, the Bechtel test, right, about, like, movies or media can only pass this test if if at least two women have one full conversation that doesn't involve a man or isn't in some way centered around a man. And, unfortunately, Charmed, a very groundbreaking show – Oftentimes doesn't pass that because even um, their conversations that are like about defeating a villain or something like oftentimes that villain is a male, so yeah. it's interesting to see how that plays out.
1: Yeah, but I mean, I I, I still think stellar first episode. It was a mm-hmm. hit. Um, yeah. They, I mean, they broke they broke records. And what was really funny is that in the article about the show, they talk about how like the girls are all really happy. Um, and that how Alyssa was a little, or Alyssa's like, well, I was, a, I was intimidated when I first uh, tried out for the show, knowing that mm-hmm. Holly and uh, Shannon are really good friends. But, you know, once I, once, once I, once I started working, like, we all gelled really well. So they were trying to, like, stifle rumors that there was any trouble on the show. from
0: Right. One. Yeah, they had to start that campaign right away.
1: Mm-hmm. But I do think if you compare the two series, um, Shannon Doherty is the star of the first pilot, Mm -hmm. and then they added in more people. I see. So
0: even then, it kind of had started because, as we've kind of thought before, Shannon Doherty was on board because she was like, I'm the star of the show. Uh And then even from the pilot that aired, they were like, no, 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 no. It's uh, about a few more people than just you. (laughs) Yeah,
1: she no, for sure, hands yeah, down. As, wow. soon as, as, as soon as Alyssa Milano comes, they become like uh, opposing figures, right? Because they don't get along. Yeah. That the two sisters that don't get along. Right. And then, then it's like, oh, now there's someone to beat up against. Literally, if you mm-hmm. watch this Lori woman in the in the role, sure, she like argues with Shannon Doherty, but it's really Shannon Doherty, or maybe, yeah. or even it's it's Shannon Doherty and Holly huh. in the first episode. And then they, like, once they add Alyssa, then it becomes a little wishy-washy. Wow. Actually, actually, I would argue that, like, Holly, even though she's not bringing the, like, visual, you know, draw your eye, yeah. they do, do a lot of work to give her a substantial role in the show from the beginning. So I did, I do think they treated her like a main character with, like, strong uh, story arc. I just feel like i feel like it, the show was originally about Shannon and Holly with Phoebe as like a third wheel and i I'm, yeah. I'm pretty sure this the gets like a dedicated love interest for a long period of time mm-hmm. it becomes difficult for Shannon Doherty to still be the star
0: yeah i think so i mean it's yeah and it's i mean yeah it's interesting to see that like in the script, and then stories about the show, uh, just production-wise, uh, seemed to drive home this rivalry that was very much based in truth.
1: And so, and what's ironic is that if there was no rivalry between Laurie and Shannon that made chant glory leave, then it yeah. seems like the rivalry was between the replacement.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I'm picking up on. And that it, it's so interesting that if like the show, the production, like the producers or whatever to take it to series made that decision as like, let no, let bring in a bigger star that that's signaled this rivalry and eventual undoing of Of the main star, Mm -hmm. Shannon Doherty leaving eventually. So that's, that's very fascinating. But eventually, I mean, I mean, it looks like though it was a good move because it went on for six more years after her leaving.
1: Yeah. I mean, mean, it's it's insane. But no, so that was, I I feel like that's the pilot. I mean, do you have any last words?
0: (sighs) Uh, no, I don't think so. I mean, like, it is incredibly solid uh, for its flaws that we can see now, you know, <laughs> in, this, in 2019. Um, but for what it was at the time, yeah, I love that it broke those records because it was something very unique and very new. Mm-hmm. And uh, even if their conversations or fights or whatever revolved around men, it still was a show about three sisters finding out how powerful they can be in and of themselves and together and that's something that I really responded to and loved when I was a kid discovering it
1: Yeah, and I, I do I just I feel like it was it was an excellent start they were mm-hmm. capitalizing on a moment where people liked weird spooky magical things I mean mm-hmm. the theme song of the entire show was actually on the soundtrack of the craft just so you know
0: Huh. I didn't know that, but that's a really interesting adjoining factor for the two things. Cause like powerful women being witches was yeah. really cool in the nineties with Sabrina the teenage witch and with, uh, the, with the craft. And so it's, that's really cool.
1: And to add a little queerness to this moment, it's a cover of a Smith song. Yeah. 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 Whose lead singer came out as a gay man or <sighs> I don't know what he did, but he he had a moment asexual now? I'm not sure.
0: Morrissey, right? Am I I sounding crazy? I
1: I think he came out as asexual, but he's had a relationship with men. Ah and I think think that I think that he ended up coming out but just saying that like that label for him is like problematic.
0: Gotcha. He's also vegan.
1: Oh my God. Whoa. That was heavy. Yeah. I, the, I'm feeling emotions. I'm feeling,
0: yeah.
1: I'm feeling like
0: I, I'm, I'm speechless, but also just the words that come to mind are just uh, breathtaking and brave. I, I, I
1: was feeling those words. I was feeling, but you know, I was feeling like my breath was took and, um, mm-hmm. and I'm mm-hmm. shook. I'm shooketh. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, I feel I feel like an award nomination coming from just this one episode.
0: I do. And you know what? We won't even have to cast a spell to mm. get it. It'll just Yeah.
1: Happen. No, I mean it's yeah. it's destiny. For sure.
0: Just like the destiny the charmed ones Yeah. are obtaining. Yeah.
1: Uh, oh my god so okay we did it we did it we did a podcast this is great um, so listeners that's just a little dive into the world we're falling in love we're doing this we are into this new medium called podcasting <gasps> absolutely and you're going to join us on this journey
0: just as we are joining the Hallowell sisters on their mm-hmm. journey thank you so
1: much for tuning yeah, in thank you and um, we'll see you next week bye bye